Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. Save the drama for your mama. What's up, Drama Free? Welcome to episode 12 of Drama Free Beer Radio. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Chad Stevenson. And uh, gentlemen, who we got in line? Uh, we got Chris Butler, uh, live from Arkansas. No flat tires. <laughs> and you got Joey Hamilton, live from uh, good old Denver, Colorado. Give a quick shout out uh, to the reference that Chris Butler referred to. Steve Aspara is currently uh, suffering in the cold, changing a flat tire, um, so he is unable to make it with us tonight. But uh, tonight we got a good show for you, and uh, Mr. Chug Shrug himself is going to be our main host. So, Chris, I'll kick it over to you, man. It's all yours. All right, man. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, I'm here. Uh, I also had a flat tire last week, so I think it's a contagious thing amongst the podcast crew. So, uh, you know, send up some prayers for Chad and Joey's tires and Derek's. Um, just the three of us tonight. Yeah. Just the three of us tonight. So let's uh, let's get into what's in your glass. Joey, what are you drinking on right now, man? I am about halfway through an extra, extra juicy bits from World Works. I uh, had a few of them left over from uh, – the last release, so I'm actually trying to get through them before they uh, end up staying around too long. So, extra, extra juicy bit. Nice. Chad, what about you, bud? I am uh, drinking on a DDH Loose Candies from More Brewing out in Chicago. They're putting out some good stuff. Right. Isn't that the guy that came from uh, Ram Schaumburg? Yep, yeah, Sean. Sean. Yep. All right, cool. So you guys are both going IPA right now. I'm going with something out of Chicago also, which is quite terrible. Uh, I just took my first couple sips, and <laughs> I'm hoping it warms up. Uh, but this tastes like vomit. Uh, it tastes like bile, actually. Um, <clears throat> it is a sour porter, uh, sour bridge porter from Mars Brewing, and it literally tastes Ooh. like uh, that that um, acid that is in American chocolate that is also part of your stomach lining. So it's uh, pretty terrible right now. But... Uh, Oh, I hope it uh, tastes better when it's warmer, uh, unlike bile. Uh, and let's just go ahead and get into, get into the uh, subjects for this evening. Uh, we'll start with you, Chad. We can just um, chug it. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. There you go. Um, <laughs> then I might have to taste real bile. Um, so first subject on tonight's rundown is uh, drunken Christmas stories, good and or bad. And uh, Chad, I'm going to let you lead off with whatever topic you want to go with on this. Anything uh, like good or bad happen drinking-wise this Christmas holiday for you? Uh, no, not really. I posted uh, during Christmas, and um, we played Cards Against Humanity. I think the only alcohol I really had was I had some, uh, um, just some uh, Sailor Jerry and Dr. Pepper during the uh, family Cards Against Humanity game, and but that's about it. No, no drinking, no anything. All right, well, that sounds not too bad, Joey. You? Yeah, actually, it was pretty. It was as it was equally tame here here in Denver. Um, didn't get into didn't get into too much. Um, now that I think back, I'm not, I think the we I mean we didn't really open up anything. I'd say sellable, I guess. I, 
I think uh, the girlfriend opened up a bottle of um, Marion, Marion Berry from Shrams, and we had a little bit of that. But aside from that, and I think there's a couple beers, and that was about it. So the, nothing, no, no crazy stories this year, and I can't actually think of any drunken Christmas stories from the past. So pretty tame over here. Nice. Uh, well, my dad showed up at 11 with uh, some cask strength whiskey, and we went ahead and started on that. Uh, and then moved into a couple beers, but we spaced ourselves out pretty well, and um, not a whole lot, uh, not a whole lot of drama or anything, you know, out of the ordinary or wild and crazy. We had a, a good meal, and uh, kids were pretty well behaved, and yeah, it was pretty pretty tame here too. So I guess we're pretty boring uh, on this topic, um, which I, I guess is, you know is a good thing since we're old and not twenty and twenty one and stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I guess I'm kind of glad that there's no uh, crazy Christmas stories. Uh, yeah. Maybe in a minute we'll take a caller and they'll have something. But let's, uh, before we get to that, let's go ahead and try subject four here. Um, adjunct stouts. Um, this is one that I'm pretty passionate about, but I'm going to start with Joey. Should we hold breweries accountable to uh, make a good base beer before adding to it? Um, and then also on top of that, to piggyback, what's your go-to readily available stout, base stout? Yeah, I, uh, I I honestly think you and I are both kind of aligned on this topic, so I'm not. I'm going to try not to steal your thunder, um, I, but I'm I'm going to take the the stance that you know a, a brewery is more than welcome to do whatever they want to do. Um, however, if you've got um, you know super coconut, super vanilla stout, and the, there is no base stout, or you'd never offer that base stout, then I have to wonder: Are you? Is, is there is there a reason behind that? Is that is that an actual business decision? Um, is it just because you don't think it's going to sell, or are you trying to maybe cover something up? Um, in 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 terms of um, like a favorite base stout, um, it hasn't been available for a while. But I, I hate bringing up Worldworks every week, but their uh, their base acromatic is, is pretty fantastic. Um, so I think that that would be one that I would go to. Um, a second one that, that comes to mind that's always reliable is um, Launchpad. And their, uh, their Russian Imperial Stouts called Soyuz. Um, base beer is almost always available. Um, and then each month they do an adjunct version. So for December, it's Peppermint Mark. Um, so they'll do a very limited release of, of a, you know, an adjunct version, but you can always get the base almost 100% of the time you're out. So I'll kick it over to Chad. Uh, yeah, I do agree. I mean, I would think that you'd have to have a good base to make a good stout. It, it's, you know, it's imperative because the, the adjunct isn't going to turn out. I mean, if they, essentially what you would do by adding adjuncts is just mask a terrible beer. Yeah. I mean, you, you should. I mean, let's, let's take a microphone, for example. He makes a damn good base stout, and he released it. Um, he released it, uh, you know, a couple times, and it was phenomenal. And then he, you know, released other stouts with adjuncts in it, and they were even better. So I, I really think, you know, there are some breweries that make great base stouts, and other breweries that don't should take note and try to follow along. I mean, the adjunct bubble is going to pop eventually. So, you know, people have to get back to basics. Yeah, so I, I, you guys kind of know where I stand. I've made my point a couple times in the group. But so for me, the brewery that always comes to mind um, 
is Funky Buddha. Um, I think all of their base stouts are terrible. Uh, all their base beers are terrible, um, but they are heavily adjuncted, and those adjuncted uh, beers tend to sell well for them. So um, to your point, Joey, absolutely, a brewery can do whatever they want to do. I mean, it's their money, and well, actually, in Funky Buddha's case, it's Anheuser Bush's money, but um, um, yeah, I, I just I think we should hold breweries accountable for making a good a good beer before we start, you know, going crazy over their adjuncted, you know, ingredients to cover up bad beer sort of beers. Um, and for me, uh, I'll go with a couple different uh, readily available stouts uh, locally. Uh, Onyx makes a really nice cream stout, uh, like five point two percent, so it's light, easy drinking. Um, and it's really good, and they and they do adjunct it. They have a Onyx coffee version, and then they also have the bourbon double cream stout, uh, which is the barrel-aged double version of that, which they also um, do a couple adjuncts of that. Um, and then nationally, I guess, that would be readily, readily available to anybody. Um, I got to go old school and um, old Rasputin. Uh, you know, it's a standby. For me, it's an unadjuncted gold standard of stouts, and it's been doing it for a long time. Um, so I gotta go with them. Joey, uh, you wanted to say something else about the Funky Buddha thing? Yeah, you you'd mentioned Funky Buddha, and, and I'll I'll mention Cigar City as well. And I hope no one takes it as I'm, I'm picking on Florida, but I, I wanted to ask you know you guys specifically because I know you've probably consumed as much much from those two breweries as I have. But do you find that essentially almost every offering that they have tastes identical, regardless of adjunct? Yeah, because I mean everything I have, every stout and stout or porter that I'll have from Funky Buddha, and I can say the same thing about Cigar City. Every beer tastes identical. Yes, it's it's got coconut in it, or it's aged in this specific barrel or whatever, but they almost all taste almost indistinguishable. It's very odd to me. Yep, Chad, you you want to touch up on that, or you good? No, I, I agree. I mean, uh, in provided I haven't had too much, but yeah, I, I agree with Joey's point there. Yeah, so funky for me, Buddha, I, just... I, I really all okay. Uh, yeah, I would say funky booty for me. All I've really you know have experience with though, I mean, uh, is their adjuncted stouts. And and don't get me wrong, I love Last Buffalo in the Park, uh, you know, and I love Last Snow. Those are two of my favorite beers. And um, I've never had a, a morning wood yet, and I got one, and, and I'm excited to, to to try it. But you know, I mean, it is what it is. I do agree with Joey, though. Um, just thinking from a brewing side of it, um, the reason I think all their beers taste the same is, for me, it, it sounds and tastes like a cross contamination or a yeast issue, really. Um, yeah. They're obviously using all the same water. So we can cross that off the list knowing that. Um, so maybe they're adjusting pH in the water, which may have an effect. But, you know, if they're using the same yeast in a stout that they're using in a porter, that they're using in a brown ale, that they're using in an IPA, yep. I mean, that's going to that's gonna make those beers sort of ferment out the same and have sort of the same finish. And so I, I totally agree with you there because I do get the same thing more so on the finish than anything else, just the way those beers kind of wrap up when you uh, when you drink them. So. Uh, that's that's kind of my take on it from just thinking about it from the brewing side, but uh, you know it could be any number of other you know things as well. So, 
I don't know. That's that's all I really have to say about that. But I, I would like to see more breweries make a solid base stout uh, versus immediately jumping to um, adjuncting everything just because it's the hype train and the, the lines will form sort of thing. Speaking of yeah, forming lines, oh, go ahead. Good. I was going to say, but at the end of the day, I mean, we start, we go, I know we had, I think we talked about this one of the very first episodes, you know, it, you start looking at it, it, it's a, it is a business. Um, so you got to keep the lights on. You got to keep the water flowing. You got to keep the, got to keep making beer. So I, I can kind of understand not so much from a funky Buddha or a cigar city standpoint, but for, for some of these, these smaller breweries, especially here in Denver, um, you know, I, I understand that sometimes it is a business decision. If you, you have to tart up your base stout or tart up any stout to kind of, you know, get that line to form and kind of keep the doors open. Chad, you got a follow-up? Yeah, I just want to throw it out to uh, Daniel Vic, Vic here. Uh, he is making fun of me for uh, making the uh, morning wood comment. I meant I've never had the morning wood beer. Let me clarify that out there for the uh, Drama Free Beer listeners. Yeah, I left that one alone. I didn't want to touch your morning wood. <laughs> well, Vic, Vic does apparently. Oh, you hear that, Vic? Yeah, <laughs> Anyhow, speaking of lines and, and adjuncting and breweries making business decisions, um, let's jump to Wales, okay? So, obviously, you know, those uh, for anybody out there listening who don't know what Wales are in beer reference, uh, that is. Uh, a sought-after beer, a Moby Dick reference, okay? So uh, we're going to have a couple points in this. Um, one is going to be, have we opened one and been too far gone to remember? Uh, two, um, have you opened them and been disappointed by them? Uh, and if you can remember ones, which? And then uh, which ones have recently lived up to that hype? So, uh, Chad, I'll start with you, bud. Uh, kick, kick to Joey first. I gotta do something. All right, we're gonna. We're, we're no gonna, worries. No. We'll let Joey jump in then. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I I will say this. Um, as much as I do like to consume, um, when it comes to beers that either I had to really try hard to trade for, or um, someone through their own generosity was able to gift me, um, I usually won't open those up late in the night or after maybe a four or five or six beer session, I will usually drink those first or drink those standalone and typically with friends. So I I can't say that I've been too far gone to remember opening one. Now I also separate the, like I, I also separate my beers. Like I've got the, let's call them whales. I've got my, my whales on essentially one side of the house where I've got all the beers that I wouldn't mind opening at any point on the other side of the house. And I typically just stay on that one side of the house. So I kind of protect myself from, from doing something like that. Um, but I, I can say that I've never been too far gone and, and not remembered opening up something. Um, in terms of being disappointed, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I had a mock of, uh, not a Machiavelli, an abnormal beer Probably a month ago, five weeks hey, ago, gentlemen. and every every good. Uh, we got cut off. Nobody can hear us anymore. The uh, interesting. The episode. The episode defaulted, and it only gave us fifteen minutes. I've got to fuck. I've got to to uh, 
to um, fix this episode. Hold on one second. See if I can do it. This is stupid. It's still recording, but nobody can hear it. It's not live anymore. Oh, I wish it would let me. It won't let me. God dang it. Oh, I hate technology. Um, what should we do? Start a new episode? Or do we want to just call this as it is and have a 12A and a 12B? Uh, yeah. 12 so part that, 1 and 12 was, part 2? That's what I was going to that's what I was yeah. gonna do. 12 1 and 12 2. And then, um, so we can just pick up a question so, 5? Yeah, we'll pick up on, on this question, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. end it, and then we'll uh, I'll send out the link. Okay. God damn it! All right. God dang it! Gosh it dang it! All right, I'm in this episode. It happens. All right. All right. Uh, if you listen to this recording live, there is going to be a uh, when it's uploaded. There's going to be a part two, guys. So uh, bear with me. There'll be another link. See you guys later.